Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain unlimited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ and Rhett here for Move the Sticks. Bucky is out and about on the bull circuit, and so we have the PBU in the house. What's up, Rhett? He's back. What's up, man? Glad to be back here. I tell you what, you know, out of all the podcasts I listen to, I love the ten takeaways. So, like, I might just come in and sit down and the listen. Permanent, to you, guys you can be the permanent ten. Time. You can be the permanent right? ten takeaway Let's, PBU. Here, here we go. I here love we it. Go. I, this is a uh, gosh. I always feel weird on this day. day. It's a busy day, but there's. Do you feel guilty? We just did seven hours of television coverage on what everybody calls Black Monday. We just call it the aftermath of yeah. of the season. Our regular show, the aftermath, is yeah. two hours. This was seven hours of coverage. We have eight coaches that are without jobs, and I feel like we kind of roll through it and we're talking about who the next guy is going to be, what went wrong, what went right, and then as somebody that grew up in a football family as you did – yeah. Um, and having been in that world myself, you know how many people this impacts with families. So it, it's just it, you always feel weird on a day like today. I've been on the our family has been on the wrong end of this day twice now, once in New Orleans and once in Washington. Um, and and so that is not lost on me and that's not lost on anybody that we sit at the round table with on the aftermath. And uh, I think that's important to note on, on a day like today, because I mean, I, I get kind of emotional thinking about it and talking about it um and and because it, right it's not just who's gonna be the next coach for your team it's like where's this kid where's where's my son going to school next yeah. you know where are we you know gonna have to move to there's so many domino effects so. no no doubt but uh we do have a not lot to get to yeah. on our takeaway say we always do this each and every week the 10 takeaway podcast normally it's based off what's taking place on the field we've mixed this in <laughs> yeah. a little bit though with some of the changes in turnover as well as what took place on the final weekend of nfl football so i'll start Tee us off and let's uh, let's look to the future here because in my opinion the cleveland browns job you heard me right is the best job available Fourth and ten. Baker Mayfield to throw under pressure. His pass is intercepted. C.J. Mosley picks Go it down. off. Go down. Mosley with the interception. The haze in the barn, and the Ravens are in the playoffs. I mean, there you know, Rhett. When you look at this team, and you look at what you want as an or, if you're coming into an organization as a coach, you first of all, everybody talks about ownership. 
You've got general manager. You've got quarterback. Those are the three places you look. I think they're in great shape in all three spots. They've got salary cap space. They have a nucleus of talented young players highlighted by that group last year with, right. with obviously Baker Mayfield, Chubb, Denzel Ward, uh, Callaway. I mean, they, they have a great group of young guys. And I look at a division that's going to be there for them. We saw how competitive they were with the Baltimore Ravens, a team that ended up winning the division there in Week 17. They are right on the doorstep. I think this is the plum job. I felt like they were going to go down and might actually win that game. Like, they were getting into field goal range. If Baker makes one throw, they yeah. win. Yeah. That out route, late in the game on that last that drive, behind, he missed. Right. He was behind him. If he puts yep. that out in front of him, that's it's a game-winning field goal coming up next. So they got the 17th pick. This kind of feels been a weird. while, right? Right? Without trading weird. back. Uh, you know... And I'm absolutely right with you. I, I'm absolutely on par with you with uh, with quarterback. You've got that there. That's that's actually kind of one of the themes this year. There are coaching jobs out there with quarterbacks, young are, quarterbacks. Yes, this never happens. Never happens. And you know, if they can figure out, they got the pass rusher deal. If they can figure out the left tackle deal and, and a couple a couple more pieces. Man, that's gonna be a fun ride in Cleveland. And so now, who's it going to be? And I will say a little bonus take here for you. The Ravens have been the best run team in football since week 11. Nobody ran it more and nobody ran it better than the Ravens, but I feel like their best run this season might be their playoff run. And I'll tell you that because I feel like they can beat any team in the AFC. Yep. But I also do feel like they can lose to any team in the AFC. And it's because they're, they're in every game for better or for worse. That close <laughs> nail biter game, you're going to run your fingernails down, but. They're going to be in it, and they're going to have a chance to win it late, and they can muddy it up. They can shorten the game. We saw <clears throat> outside of a Patrick Mahomes throw, you know, on a fourth down that was nuts. They were in that game against the Chiefs. So, like, they can beat anyone, and I feel like they can run right through the AFC. Yeah, no doubt. So, that's, a, that's a great point. Why don't you get okay. to your first takeaway? Here we go. How about from miracle to misery in Minnesota? 24-10, Bears snap, Cousins looking to throw, going to heave it deep into the end zone, Probably going up zone. for it, and it sails out of the back of the end zone. It is fourth down, and that will do it. That will do it here in Minnesota. The Vikings go off the field on a fourth down try, fade to black. Bears are going to take it over and win their 12th game of the year. They'll do it on the road here in Minnesota and knock the rival Vikings out of the playoff. Okay, so I mean, one of the images that I'll that I think about now from this season and from where the Vikings are right now to where they were around this time a year ago after the Minneapolis miracle, Stefan Diggs scores, throws his helmet off. How about that? Right, threw the helmet again this yeah, time. A little that's different. That's what I mean. Yeah. And and so it, how how far they have come or how different this is now, um, about a year removed is is kind of crazy. I mean, like you see. You know, something we really didn't see all year long. Like Kirk and Adam Thielen are on the same that page. Was, uh, that was the it's most bizarre, surprising thing, right? And and even their defense wasn't up to the level that they were at a year ago. And so everything just seemed to fall apart. They could not run the ball. And this offensive line, you know, we kind of gave Rick Spielman a lot of credit for turning that thing around a little bit last year. Now it's kind of falling back. And they look, you know, they dealt with some injuries too. But man, they've got to get better on the offensive line. I, I mean, look. Kirk Cousins not play up to par what you need from him yeah. when, when you're paying him that kind of money. But they're not very good up front offensively, and until they get that squared away, it's not really going to matter who's back there. They're not going to get where they ultimately want to go. I would imagine that's going to be first and foremost uh, what they address in the off season. But yeah. uh, I would say we were talking about this earlier today. Most disappointing teams. I, I they're don't up know. There. They're, they're up there. They're up near the top. I still say Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Most Pittsburgh. 
uh, Minnesota right up there. Right, if you'd have told top. me this Minnesota yeah. team after adding Kirk Cousins would not make the postseason, I wouldn't have believed you. Right, and in a home game, win or go home with, like a, they, with a Bears team that you don't know. Are they are they going to fully everybody? committed to everybody? Hey, yeah. hats up to the Bears. Though, they did. They played hard. Yeah, and they uh, they finished up the season, the regular season, the right way. And their reward is they get to see the Eagles. Yeah, so, there you uh, go. Wow. <laughs> the Good luck teams. there. Right. Uh, speaking of luck, uh, Watson, luck, round three. Luck ready under center. Takes the snap, takes a knee, and that'll do it. And the Indianapolis Colts, just the third team in NFL history to start one and five and make the playoffs. They knock off the Tennessee Titans, 33 to 17 in Nashville. They're headed to Houston. Oh, I can't wait for this one. And I feel like with these two quarterbacks, I don't know where you are on this, Red, yeah. but. We, we seem like we, all these young quarterbacks we get excited about and get the attention. Baker Mayfield has had an unbelievable, one of the best rookie seasons we've ever seen. Patrick Mahomes probably going to be the MVP of the league. Young quarterback, yeah. getting all kinds of attention. Even guys like Mitchell Trubisky generating some buzz. I feel like we kind of forget about these two. Yeah. And in what, my one point here on, on Watson, before we get to Andrew Luck, I'm watching the Alabama kind of smother Oklahoma for the first half of that game. And I watch what Alabama does defensively, which is they play two-man. They can stop their own with five guys. Yeah. So they play man coverage all the way underneath, and they play with two high safeties. That is easy. the most difficult thing to throw <laughs> against as a quarterback. And the more now, as time goes on, and we see this Alabama defense with just everybody, how much we should appreciate Deshaun Watson against that defense, carving them up twice and he's always been one that doesn't shy away from a big stage, and now we get to see him in the postseason going up against Andrew wait. Luck, who is as gifted and as talented as any quarterback in the league. So, uh, and in this matchup alone, right, this is will be the third time we see these two teams. They split the regular season series. The Texans got their first win of the season against the Colts in week four, and then that was in Indianapolis. And then in week 14, the Colts come into Houston and stop the Texans' win streak. Started it and stopped yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. The thing, though, Andrew Luck threw for 863 yards in two games versus the Texans. T.Y. Hilton, I think, caught all but two yards yeah, yeah. of those. <laughs> you, might, you might be right. He had, uh, let's see, I wrote that. He had 199 in the Week 14 Jeez. matchup. So that's got to change for the Texans' defense. And then for the Texans' offense, you can't – I mean, Deshaun Watson was sacked 11 times in those two games against the Colts. That can't happen. So to me, it's like i got to protect Watson if I'm the Texans. And then getting after Luck, man, that's that's – that's something that's got to happen for sure. No, no doubt. Okay, right, get to the next one. Yes, let's do it. Foles to the rescue again. Foles under center. Foles rolling, looking, still looking, firing, and a complete touchdown. Elton Jeffrey. and he just rips the ball away from Josh Norman. Oh, Saint Nick, man. He just. How about in Week 17 against the Redskins, knowing you were going to need a little help? He goes out and puts 25 straight completions together. Are you kidding me? And then comes out of the game, and my man Nick uh, Nate Sudfeld picks yeah, it right up. Knew, he goes one for I one. I knew we were going to get a Sudfeld you know? reference. Of course, I was getting a Sudfeld re reference in. I mean, by the way, did we, is, I'm looking through the rundown here. Is there no Jordan Howard taken here? Uh, yeah, no, we we, we kind of we skipped, got, skipped over skipped that. Over Two that? touchdowns, wow. 100 yards. IU. There it is. Bonus day. Hoosiers. It was a big Hoosier day. But um, Cody I, Latimer. <laughs> yeah, he had a big touchdown catch. Tevin Coleman had a touchdown run. Dan anyway. Feeney, one of his yeah. better games. <laughs> Go ahead. So I just, you know, every time I think, you know, like this is going to be okay, you know, like, yeah, Nick Foles, the run was great, but, you know, at some point, it's going to be midnight. We're right? going to all realize that Carson Wentz, again, you know, is, is really the, the quarterback to lead this franchise, and he may well, very well be, and, and that's fine. 
But Nick just has this big play game ability. He's not going to let you – he has not let this Eagles team down. Uh, and, and so I've, I find it hard to count the Eagles out as long as he is the guy that's right there making the plays for him and with the ball in his hands. I, I mean, am I wrong? What's the key to the postseason? In my opinion, it's can your quarterback and your defensive line dominate a football game. Yeah. And when you look right now at the way Foles is playing as hot as he is and you look at that defensive line that's really getting after the quarterback with Fletcher Cox and Michael Bennett and company, that is a dangerous group. Yeah, no question. Look, the Redskins are the Redskins at this point. You know, Josh Johnson's playing quarterback. Like this was, you know, but in the end, it's a division game. You're on the road, and uh, you know the Eagles rose to the occasion and they got the help they needed. And now I don't want to see them in the playoffs. So anyway, uh, hit me up with number five. What do you got? Yeah, number five. Uh, Bengals are playing catch up. Fourth down and five. Steelers in the dime. Show blitz. Driscoll back. He fires a pass, and it's incomplete at the Steelers' 42-yard line. And the game is now officially in the books as the Steelers take over on downs with 1-0-8 to go. Yeah, I'm not talking about mustard and ketchup there. I'm saying they're playing ketchup inside this division. When you look at the Ravens, the way they're built right now with a talented nucleus on defense as well as a kind of a dynamic offense, a unique offense there with Lamar Jackson, the Cleveland Browns we've discussed, a team on the rise. Pittsburgh Steelers, for all their turmoil, still have a lot of key pieces in place there. Man, I just feel like the Bengals have some some work to do. They've got some good pieces on that roster. Where you fall down on the quarterback is that's that's the big, that's that's the big, big question. question. I think Andy Dalton is going to be the king of good. I don't know that he's ever going to be great. I I always put it to you this way: people ask, you know, should you be in the quarterback? Should you not be in the quarterback market? And I I always say, if you can't envision in your mind the confetti falling from the ceiling on your quarterback's head yeah. while you hoist a Lombardi Trophy, if you can't imagine that or see that then you need to be obviously looking to try and find the guy that can be that guy. So my question right. with Andy Dalton, I don't see him in that light. I don't see him as a championship-caliber quarterback. Um, but I, and when I try and rank the jobs with Marvin Lewis gone after 16 years, I know uh, there's other jobs more attractive because of the quarterback situation. But, man, you think you're going to be given a fair shot? The previous guy got 16 yeah, years, yeah. didn't win a playoff game. Uh, patience is a virtue you in think? Cincinnati. Uh, and I'll say this, like, to take your, your They've got some receivers. they got a running yeah, back. They They've do. got some good and they, pieces. And they were decimated by injury late. Uh, A.J. Green missed a ton of games. But to, to go one step further on your, on your quarterback uh, evaluation there, I feel like if you even have to ask, ask the question – like is that yeah. kind of telling in and of itself? Like, no, and I'm not saying you just go. You got to yeah. find somebody better. Yeah. If you yeah, don't yeah. find anybody better, then you stay the course, and that's the situation that they're in. And I, when I kind of look at the options that they would have this year, I don't know that they're going to be able to find an upgrade over Andy Dalton. Right. But they need to be kicking the tires on everybody to see if they can. That, that's that's my point. I, I also feel like we'd be remiss if we did not mention what in the world is going on in Pittsburgh right now. All Oof, this. I, I mean, Didi Kinkawala with some great insight on on Antonio Brown getting in an argument with Ben Roethlisberger showing up with a knee injury on Thursday missing time to get it evaluated not showing up on Saturday and then kind of a surprise didn't play on Sunday and and then left the game at halftime <laughs> like oh, let's take a drama another step further now Here's the interesting thing. When you look at drama historically with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's always been there. Well, San Antonio Holmes had drama. They moved on. We've seen Le'Veon Bell. They decided to go away. And I know they didn't make the postseason, but you can look at what James Conner and, and Jalen Samuels did and you say, okay, they didn't really – they replaced their production. I don't think that Antonio Brown can be replaced. He is the singular best wide receiver. He's the toughest cover, I'll say, in the National Football League. He has been for several years. And I like James Washington. I know the Steelers have been an organization that's done a better job scouting wide receivers well, than anybody that. else. Manuel Sanders, we can go all the way down the list of guys. 
but I, that's a different dude. I think I'd be a little <laughs> more forgiving with Antonio Brown's issues and see if you can figure this thing out going forward. And if you're a fan base, can you actually like envision being without Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown as you approach? 20? I mean, that's, I don't know how you do that, but I'm man, telling you, they, they've repl- they've been able to replace yeah. guys. I don't think this guy's one that you can replace. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. All right, I'll get us to takeaway number six: one and done for Wilkes. Snap, ball is down, the kick is up, and the kick is good, and the Seahawks win it 27-24. The Cardinals finish 3-13. They will have the number one pick in the 2019 draft. And, and you know, this is I – I really hate to see this because – one and dones are tough to swallow in the NFL because you move it, your family out there for I, one year. That's what we're saying, man. I mean, like that. And look, I, and that's not to say that. Uh, oh, whoa, we're, whoa, were the NFL coaches who are making five, six, seven million dollars yeah. a year? Not all of them are. Right, not no, those assistants. No, that that's exactly right. And it's not just the head man; it's the staff and, and everything that goes with it. But you know, I also look back at guys that have been given a little bit of patience. Uh, Ron Rivera, one of those guys who we put on the hot seat for a couple of seasons in Carolina. They stuck with him. He brought him, brought him to the Super Bowl. He's getting another year this year after a, after a real uh, bad second half in Carolina. So you just wonder, like, is one season really enough to make your imprint on a team? So I think about that, and then I go back and look at what the Cardinals did this year. Worst scoring offense in the NFL, worst total offense in the NFL – they got beat. They got beat thirty-four to nothing in week two. They got beat forty-five to ten in week seven. Forty-five to ten in week twelve. Forty to fourteen in week fifteen. I get the point. No, not good. I, you know, it, like okay, can you see the forest through the trees if you're Steve Keim and if you're Michael Bidwell? And I, in that regard, I kind of understand it. Yeah, it's it's tough. And you don't want to see guys only get one year, right? But you also don't want to you you kind of languish. You don't, you don't you don't want to go further into the hole. Exactly. You know, there's always that exactly. fra- that phrase in football. Say not every sport really you don't want to compound the mistake. Right. Make the initial mistake, uh, you, you know, announce it, correct it, move on, yeah. uh, and that's what they've done in this situation. So we'll see what happens there in Arizona. I do think the fact that you have a quarterback with a ton of ability and a young and guy in Josh Rosen and the number one overall <laughs> pick, that, and it's a great place to live. Phoenix is great, so I think that's an attractive sure job. Is. I think they'll get a good candidate there I hope um, so. in Arizona. All right, next one, uh, Hunter Henry. Your services are needed. <laughs> Rivers in the shotgun. Borden to his right. Motion man Keenan Allen. Fakes the handoff to the end zone. Touchdown, Chargers! Mike Williams, his 10th TD grab of the season. Hands the ball to a Charger fan in the front row of the end zone. And he hands away a little piece of history with that 10th touchdown grab. First time a Charger receiver has had 10 touchdowns since 2014. Last man to do it, Antonio Gates. This Chargers offense, look, I, I call the Charger games for those listening to the podcast uh, each and every week there with uh, my buddy Matt Money-Smith. So I've seen every game this year with this team and really offensively haven't found a rhythm down the stretch here these last couple games, especially, especially you look at the last three games. Phillip Rivers has a turnover on the opening drive each of the last three games. Um, just haven't really been clicking. They're going to see in this game against the Baltimore Ravens a lot of man coverage. The Ravens like to attack you up front. So the fact that Hunter Henry is back practicing with the football team after missing the entire season coming off of an ACL is huge. Antonio Gates is always going to be where he's supposed to be. He's, right. he's got a nice rapport with Phillip Rivers. Virgil Green's one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. Hunter Green's a different animal. Hunter Green can climb down the seam. He can get vertical. He can win one-on-one matchups. He's going to be a big spark for this Chargers team that, that needs one right now offensively. 
Uh, no, you're absolutely right, and and that is, I mean, the, the thing that's interesting because I know you've given us kind of the, you've kind of given us the, um, you know, the reports, seeing him warm up before games because you obviously been there and said he looks good. Playoffs are a tough time to the get speed up to is speed. cranked up. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. So you know, I wonder what kind of impact he can actually make. Um, but man, it's gonna be fun to it's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, to see, I mean, he was so explosive when he's out there. So I, I hope for his sake and for the Chargers' sake that that uh, that is uh, that something that works out for them. I got a bonus take for oh, you. Oh, give me a bonus. When will Elway find the next Elway? Like when when are we gonna get a quarterback that sticks around? You know, whether, whether it's draft or even young free agent, maybe some somehow. I know they don't grow on trees in free agency, but, um, I mean, let's let's look back here. Uh, obviously not – he wasn't there when, when they drafted Tim Tebow, but, I mean, uh, we go back to Brock Osweiler in the second round, Zach Dysert. Um, <laughs> I mean, let me see. Uh, and then, obviously, Paxton Lynch in the first round. Uh, Chad Kelly in the Trevor seventh Simeon. round. Trevor Simeon. Uh, you know, yeah, he was a seventh rounder in 2015. Like, n- none of those guys are there anymore. Yeah, no, and, it hasn't been good. And then, obviously, Case Keenum did not work out this year. I think there's going to be some veterans that are on the market. I mean, if what about you're Flacco? LA, we talked. We played QB matchmaker. Uh, I know. I, I think that you were the first yeah. one that said it. I, I think it does, in terms of trying to find somebody that mirrors the image of, of Elway. Now, Flacco's not nearly an athlete like, that, like Elway, but older Elway, still with plenty of arm strength, can push the ball vertically down the field. And the other thing that's interesting, if you look at Joe Flacco, had some success when a guy named Gary Kubiak was calling plays for him. Somebody that's there with that organization yep. that you would imagine would get a strong recommendation to his buddy, uh, John Elway. And who who knows, if he could convince his wife into it, it sounds like that's been kind of one of the not, issues. He maybe. was not ruled out as yeah. the Broncos firing Vance Joseph today after two years. And then John Elway was asked if Adam Gase was going to be a candidate. Not right now. Yeah, uh, He was asked if Mike Shanahan was going to be a candidate. Not right now. He was asked about Gary Kubiak. He said... Gary's going to be with us. He's going to be around. Not sure in what role. So that kind of leaves the door open to me. Um, and I think that'll be speculated a lot yeah. about a lot. I don't know that people have connected the dots to Flacco. I think that's a very real thing. There we go. And I am going to get us to take away number eight, third offensive coordinator in four seasons coming up for Matt Ryan. First and goal at the seven. Play fake to Hill. Out the back door. Wide open. Ridley. He will walk in. Uncontested for the touchdown. Well, both Alabama receivers, Jones was in the back of the end zone. There was nobody with him either. And that's kind of worrisome if I'm Dan Quinn. I get that you felt like you had to make the move, but let's go back to year one with Kyle Shanahan and Matt Ryan. That wasn't a pretty picture, no. was it? it? took a minute. Second it was year was Second great. Year, yeah. Great. And then it was over. Right. And so Steve Starkeesian first year, not great. They had some moments this year, a stretch where they were winning consecutive games. Calvin Ridley was rolling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they've certainly got the pieces on offense, although I highly doubt that Tevin Coleman's going to be back there next year with the money that he's going to come in. <laughs> what a Hoosier talk on the podcast today. <laughs> That's what you get when the PBU's around. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it makes me wonder then, you know, if, it's, if it takes a year to get up to speed here, you know, is Dan Quinn going to be given that patience again, you know, once you've kind of making the drast- taken the drastic step to – erase all of your coordinators yeah. which he did today as well so uh that's something and that's a, this was a one of my disappointing teams as well because the falcons had it all to put it together yeah and to me defensive injuries early yeah, in the season had a big had a big yeah. deal there but they're gonna like you said all new coordinators offense defense and special teams and in that game change. we're gonna have a new coach for the bucks next year as well yeah, yeah there you go so a lot of change over in that yeah. division all right number nine on the list ryan Tannehill. 
uh, along with uh, Adam Gase, yes. I believe uh, his days in Miami are done. They run a reverse. They're going to throw the football to Tannehill. Falls down, but gets to the end zone. Touchdown, Miami. I just think it right now for this Miami team, it's it's not a clean slate because Chris Greer is still going to hang around. And I, I'm actually happy for this move because I think Chris is very well respected. I've known Chris for a long time. He knows what good players look like. I like the fact he's been empowered by this change that's taken place. But they need they need to add some talent to this roster. And I think again, I come back to that same thing. I don't think Ryan, I don't see Ryan Tannehill as a confetti quarterback. He's had some good moments. He's won some big games, um, but I don't think he's a championship level quarterback. And he can't stay healthy. He has been around. So that's that's yeah. the other challenge. So I think it's best for both parties if they just decide let's let's move on. And this might be a situation with Miami, where hey, this let's go all in on the rebuild. And maybe this thing has to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Maybe it has to bottom all the way out. Yeah. Um, I, I'd prefer that. I know in baseball, in, in basketball, that's talked about a lot. In football, people thought maybe the Raiders went that route this yeah. year. Yeah. I don't know that the the Dolphins really have that many assets to sell off. Exactly. But when I try and find blue chip players, I, you know, gosh, the left tackle is outstanding. Tunsil had sure. a great year. He got robbed in the Pro Bowl. Should have been a Pro Bowler. Minka Fitzpatrick's going to be a stud. Xavier Howard is is a, is a big time corner one healthy out there. Outside of those three guys, there's not. A, I mean, Kenyon Drake's a good player, but there's nobody offensively on that group where you're like, whoa, you got to worry about this guy. But game plan to stop this yeah. player. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on that. And when your starting quarterback misses 25 games in 49 possible, that Adam Gase has been there with the Dolphins, like that's look, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You're not going to get very on. far that way. And Tannehill, in terms of where he lands, I think Washington. Similar to Alex Smith, I think he fits athletic. that scheme with Gruden. Yeah. I think that makes some sense there. So uh, that's my that's my that's a good little, little, little bonus. Right little bonus. Little what's bonus the, what's the final one you got for us? All right, the Raiders provide get right game for the Chiefs. First and ten, Chiefs at the Raider fifteen. Hand off. Jet sweep, left, Tyreek Hill, blocker in front, 10, 5, touchdown, Cheetah, touchdown, Kansas City, and the Chiefs have hammered down the door here and take a 34-3 lead on a 15-yard jet sweep by Tyreek Hill. Is that a question mark at the end of that? That was. I think it First of was. all, you at Raiders thought you were going to go Mayock. You didn't oh, go wow. Mayock. Well, this was <laughs> you sent this in before this the before was officially news official. was announced. Yeah. Uh, and so let's do that without further ado. Uh, big time congratulations to our guy, Mike Mayock, Absolutely. the new general manager of the Raiders. Um, he wouldn't tell us who he's taking number four overall. I was really upset about that. He wouldn't tell us where they're playing next year. He's kind of upset about it. He's not dodging all the questions already. Yeah, it's no. kind of messed up. Yeah, he, you know, he just you know, it's the typical man. You know, <laughs> uh, by by the way, I want to tell this one story yeah, real quick because I think a lot of people. Um, you know, they see Mike on TV, and Mike's got strong conviction, and, and Mike's opinionated. Um, but they, people always ask, what, "What's Mayock like behind the scenes?" I tell you what, to me personally, he's been a he's been a great friend. I know Rhett, you can talk about him forever. You've known him probably yeah. even longer than I have. Uh, but when I got this job, I'll tell you just one quick story. Tell you a little bit about Mike Mayock. It was I think my second year, um, and I was doing I had done sidelines at these All Star games. So I've been you know doing path the draft. I've been on the draft coverage. Um, but at the All-Star Games, I was doing the sidelines. And unfortunately, Charles Davis had something come up where he couldn't go to the East-West game. And I don't, I, honestly, I, it might, if it was a family issue, health issue, some reason, but Charles couldn't make it. So we're in the production meeting and uh, the night before the game, and they say, all right, you know, so we'll have Mike and Andrew up in the booth. DJ, you, you and Alex Flanagan going to be on the, one on each sideline. And Mike stopped the meeting and goes, hold up. If Charles isn't going to be here, why don't we put DJ up in the booth? He's watched these guys. He knows these guys. What are we? We're wasting him down. Let's bring him up to the booth. And our producer said, 
okay, Mike, if that's what you want to do, that's what we'll do. And so that got me an opportunity to get up in the booth for that All-Star game. And then since then, I've been able to be up in the booth for those uh, for those games. And uh, that's something that I, I, I was – and I'll tell him this all the time. Like, I, I really appreciate you going to bat for me. He's uh, he's just a good dude, and I, I wish him the best there in Oakland. Uh, 100% agree with you. He is, a, he is a guy who is not shy about trying to pump other guys up. And – Obviously, that's a great story. He did the same for me. I'd ask him when I before I worked at the NFL Network. I was like, "Hey, you know, what, what do I have to do to get over there? You know, how do I? How do I?" And he would always give me the advice, and he say, "Anything you ever need from me, let me know. Anybody you want me to talk to, let me know." And so I'll always appreciate my. All right, enough gushing over me. <laughs> what's your What's your takeaway here All on right. the Chiefs? So uh, here we go. Uh, it, was this in fact a get right game? For the Chiefs? They look good. They did look good. They lost two in a row coming in, and they had the AFC West on the line, number one seed on the line. So they looked like the Chiefs, especially on offense. You know, we saw the explosive plays. Patrick Mahomes gets his 50 touchdowns on the season, and all kind of feels right with the Chiefs. But does that mean that they're going to get out of the first game, get out of the divisional There's some tough matchups looming (laughs) on the horizon there. I'm telling you. I mean, really, when you look at any of those four teams, you know, look at the four teams in the AFC playing on wild card weekend, and the Chiefs, I mean, obviously, they're going to be at home. That's a tough place to go in. But we saw the Ravens go in there and yep. had a real good chance to beat them. The Chargers went in there and beat them. And then now you're looking at Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson. You think they're not capable of going in there and giving them a run? I mean, right. that's it's it, the AFC, it's going to be fun, man. I, yeah. I really can make a case for any of the six teams could go all the way through the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And, uh, you know, if the Ravens is the four seed, if both the three and the four seed end up winning and the Ravens go back to Kansas City, and that would – That'd be something right there. How about that? No, it's you know, it's it. This postseason, I don't know that I've ever been more excited for an NFL postseason. I, I, it's I wide say it all open. The time. It's wide open. No question. No Can't question. wait. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, oh, thanks yeah. for PBU, the best in the business, yeah, right that's there. That's what I do. Bucky out uh, doing some real scouting there on the road Love with these you, bowl games. So Buck will be back soon, and we'll uh, we'll jump back in. Uh, I'm actually going to be out here. I think you might be filling in for I, me. The PBU is, is busy. The PBU is rolling. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm gonna go meet up with the family for a quick little oh, getaway awesome. before uh, I head out to Baltimore for the Ravens Chargers game this weekend. So uh, I'll be back uh, after that. But I'm looking forward to listening to you and uh, yeah, Buck you chop, it, chop it up a little bit. Uh, that's gonna do it for us here on Move the Six. Kent, wonderful job as well. By the way, how are we doing in the college picks? I don't think I did so good. Are Are we doing okay? Am I? I think right now. Are I me feel and you like still tied? Or are you winning? I feel like most of us are struggling. I know Sully's right in the mix as well. Oh gosh. And I know Sully's he, gonna come out of left field. He's he not gained, even here anymore. Well, he gained the game, Washington State, Iowa State. We still have the Rose Bowl coming up, some other games. But, but did anybody miss the sem- you didn't miss the semis, right? You went Bama Clemson. I missed I went Notre Dame. Oh, you went Notre Dame. Yeah. I picked up two. Yeah, yeah you did. Oh, you picked up a you steak went with your dinner. heart, buddy. You would have uh, I got a steak from Bucky. Yeah. I gave him ten points. They did Yeah, yeah, that was a rough one. Not even close. That was a really rough one. Did run. you and see then, my tweet to Bucky, by the way? Just a sizzling steak yeah. i did and then the next day my alma mater miami they mark rick retires they go with manny diaz out of left field. my, it was my, just, fa- my it was favorite my weekend. favorite tweet today on black monday was is manny diaz doing any homework on these nfl gigs oh, <laughs> miami to temple to miami to the nfl that would be an all-timer but yeah we're gonna have to get your pick leading into next week uh the big championship national championship game, game. i want to think about that because i'm i might shock you with this one it's going to be a good game. Uh, it's going to be a great game. The one, the one thought on that, and then I'll leave. Uh, we'll, we'll shut this thing down. Is when you get Alabama with Nick Saban having a week to prepare, it's a lot different than when you get Alabama with Nick Saban having a month to prepare. Clemson, when they've had Alabama championship games, good competitive games. When Alabama had a month to get ready for Clemson, did not end well. Nobody wants my picks. That's it? Nobody wants my picks? You're not in this thing, man. <laughs> You're PBU. All right. I'm with you. That doesn't stand for picking by... 
I don't know. Underdogs? Yeah. Picking yeah. big underdogs? <laughs> sure. I don't know. Whatever. All right. Hey, Brett. Thanks, buddy. All right. My pleasure. All right. We'll see you here right ne- next time right here on Move the Sticks. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CareerBuilder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job. The skills you bring to work. And CareerBuilder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits. Jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com.